With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely devastating week seven when it comes to injuries. DK Metcalf, Brees Hall, David Njoku, Mike Williams. There's probably going to be a couple more that we're learning about. So then I'm going to go through his week seven uh, week eight, excuse me, waiver wire uh, column on Underdog Network. Up top, obviously, the big news, Michael Carter, 66% rostered. So he's available out there. This one's easy. He averaged 15.3 expected half PPR points after his bye week as a rookie when Brees Hall was not a part of the team. He's going to be a locked in RB1. So to so just answer this yes or no, blow the entire budget on Michael Carter. I think, uh, yeah, I think I would. I think yeah, I would. I much. mean, you're talking about a guy that's a must start, right? And at this yep. point in the season, that's that's pretty good to get. So, yeah, I'll be ranking him as a top 15 running back. There's a chance in some weeks he'll be ranked as a legit RB1. Um, on to the, the next name, Gus Edwards, 43% rostered. He debuts this season, looked pretty good to me. J.K. Dobbins went back onto IR. Uh, fill me in. Yeah, so J.K. Dobbins out for the next four to six weeks. He's getting a minor knee surgery. Um, at this point, it feels like maybe the season's going to be lost for him, unfortunately. And obviously, Gusta Bus, he's back. And he actually had 16 rushing attempts in his first week back. That's more than Dobbins had all season. That would probably indicate to me that he's a lot further ahead in terms of uh, where the team feels, like how comfortable he is playing right now, which is obviously good. They took their time there. Uh, seems to be healthy. He led the team in snaps, uh, rushing attempts, obviously. He's not going to be a late down player. He doesn't have that receiving upside. But uh, we're talking about a guy that's probably going to get a lot of goal line carries, carries inside the five-yard line. Uh, a lot of early down rushing attempts and a very good football player at the end of the day. Yeah, totally agree. There's always going to be some capped upside just because the Ravens don't throw the ball to the running backs. And same thing with Gus Edwards. He definitely did benefit from positive game script, but he looked excellent out there. 12.7 expected half PPR points. According to my model, he'll probably be somewhere around RB 25 or so for the next couple of weeks, depending on the matchups and bias. So I think that he is somebody to put a healthy amount of waiver wire spending on uh, the next one, number three and number four, you list both of the Panthers running backs, uh, Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. So as of right now, this hopefully ages well, we don't know if Carolina is going to go get another running back. If they do, obviously going to throw a wrench in their plans, but I tend to lean towards Foreman. I know that throughout the first three quarters before Hubbard got injured in the early fourth, his ankle, by the way, they said it's not serious. He could have went back in the game. That's a note tip there. Um, Prior to that, Hubbard actually got more opportunities, more snaps, more rushing attempts, but I tend to lean just a better player. And I think Foreman is the Mm -hmm. better player right now. I think he's more explosive. He's a better runner. Um, Probably going to be a little bit of a mix and match type of scenario here. I don't 
foresee, you know, Foreman taking 100% of the work. It's not like any kind of workhorse type scenario here, but I do think he's eventually going to carve himself out a little bit of a bigger role over the next few weeks. And he's probably going to be that lead back. Hubbard maybe playing a little bit more on passing downs. Um, seems like a little split there. I think either way, you would be pretty happy to add either of these guys right now, but I tend to lead Foreman. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I never thought Chuba Hubbard was like a difference maker. This is at the end of the day, going to be close to a 50, 50, backfield like before Chuba Hubbard's injury it was close to 50-50 split um I think they're still trying to figure out what's best for the team but at the end of the day they're not going to be leading as they were all last week against the pathetic Buccaneers so um, <laughs> I think they're, these are definitely a tiers below Gus Edwards way below Michael Carter when it comes to priorities but they are probably worth a pickup if you're in a bad spot Latavius Murray also probably in the same tier same thing with Isaiah Pacheco uh what do you have with those two yeah, I agree. Same tier. Uh, you're talking about guys that might have flex upside in certain weeks and good you know, positions there. Latavius Murray, he looks like he's going to steal some early down work from Melvin Gordon. Of course, they go back to Gordon this week. So kind of frustrating, but uh, it's a team that's quite disappointing. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe something happens with Gordon in terms of a trade market or something like that. Uh, and we know that he's had fumble issues. And when he gets one of those, uh, puts it on the ground, they seem to kind of go away from him. So Hard to predict pre-week, but uh, Murray clearly going to be a guy that steals some rushing share there. And Isaiah Pacheco, first start in his career. Uh, feel like we probably got a little bit more excited about that than the numbers actually would suggest we should. Uh, but still seems like he's going to carve out a little bit of a bigger role in those early downs. Not going to be the receiving guy. They still got Jerick McKinnon in there uh, and probably not going to get much red zone work. Still seems like Edwards Hilaire is the guy down there, unfortunately. So very, very capped upside. But he looks like he's got so much more juice than some of those guys. So... Uh, you got to hope that maybe he'll steal a few more rushing attempts and that role starts to grow. Mike Boone has an ankle injury. I think they're bringing Marlon Mack involved after Mike Boone's injury. It was Latavius and Melvin Gordon kind of just like splitting a uh, series. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. Melvin Gordon's getting the start because he's been with the team a little bit longer. Also closed the game uh, as well. So I think I'll be ranking Melvin Gordon slightly ahead of Latavius Murray, but I think both of them are kind of in this, like where I'm ranking the Falcons running backs and even committee. That's kind of where I'm talking about like, RB 30. I'm not going to get too excited either way. Same thing with the chiefs running backs, obviously move Clyde Edwards Alaire down. Um, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to figure out which one of these running backs is actually good at the game. Uh, the answer is probably <laughs> none of them. So I think that we're just like looking for answers and they probably just mix this thing back. I can see CH starting again by the end of the season. So I'm not going getting too excited um, either way there. All right. Who's up next on your list? I believe I had him last week as well. Uh, New York Giants rookie wide receiver Wandale Robinson uh, played in his third career game back to back weeks. He seems like he's finally healthy now, which is obviously good news for a Giants team that needs playmakers in the passing game in the worst way. Uh, had a 26.7% target share. And yes, it's a boring offense that you probably don't want a piece of when it comes to their passing game. But at some point, someone has to catch the football. Two, they look like they're going to prioritize getting this guy the football. He's a creative weapon. He can line up in the slot, in the backfield, do a lot of fun stuff for that offense. And um, yeah, he only had six receptions, 50 yards. It's going to be very capped in terms of his upside, but it seems like he's going to have a lot of um, consistency and, and probably a fairly stable floor in those PPR type formats. And uh, at this point in the game, you're probably happy to take that. So doesn't look like Galladay or Kadarius Tony are due back anytime soon. Uh, so I, I'd go pick up Wando Robinson. I believe the Giants have one more game than their bye week. So Kadarius and Kenny Galladay probably can sit this next week out and then return afterwards. Uh, they're scheming up Wandell Robinson. That's kind of how he was used in college for sure. He's going to be a slot only player for the most part. But at the same exact time, they're scheming him 
touches when they're leading or early in the game. And we haven't seen this damn Giants team actually losing. I think there's there's been some weeks, remember, like Jameson Crowder, a kind of similar type of player where the Jets were down all these points and here comes just 10 target games. I can see Wandale Robinson having that. So like in deep PPR leagues, I think that you can get away with him uh, as a flex option somewhere around wide receiver 40-ish per week, at least until those other backs or those other wide receivers get out. It's like Darius Slayton, who's like a deep ball threat only. Those types yeah. aren't going to be uh, getting the underneath targets like Wandale Robinson. Ty Johnson, real quick, he got in there for a couple snaps at the end. Has never really been a difference maker. They they get him down on like passing situations on occasion. I think the Jets are going to bring somebody back in. If you're in a really deep league, I think that Ty Johnson is currently Michael Carter's insurance option. I think that he's going to have a somewhat role, 25% snaps. Michael Carter probably gets close to 70, and then they'll bring somebody else in. Maybe like bring back Tevin Coleman. I'm not sure what his status is. Um, so not getting too excited with Ty Johnson. The next name, though, Paris Campbell, 4% rostered. He's been going nuts the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so this is sort of similar to the Wandale Robinson situation. Indianapolis, terrible football team, terrible offense, uh, but somebody has to catch these passes. Paris Campbell going to get all the opportunities in the world, apparently. Over the last three weeks, he's played in 92-plus percent of snaps every single week, 100% of week six, nearly 100% this past week, running routes on nearly every single passing snap and drop back for Matt Ryan. A lot of targets over the last two weeks, and the fantasy points obviously tend to follow with the opportunity. So, uh, definitely worth a late ad here. Very little fab, I would say. Uh, very cheap, obviously widely available. Consistent player, it seems. Uh, we'll see how this you know trend appears over the next few weeks. But the Colts, bad. They're probably going to throw the football a lot. So uh, that tends to be pretty well for receivers. After that terrible game against the Broncos, who are one of the best defenses, might be the best defense in the league, the Colts' the last two games have gone way more pass-heavy, but more importantly even that for Paris Campbell is – they're playing with more pace. They're running a ton of plays right now. Somehow the Colts over the last month of the season are fifth in neutral pass rate. We were not going to expect that. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's been missing some time, so we should expect that to go back down. But if there's just more play volume in general and Parrish Campbell's holding on to those two wide receiver sets, until that happens, until Alec Pierce takes that role for him, we have to be ranking Parrish Campbell ahead of Alec Pierce, um, especially if the Colts are going to be trailing in games. It kind of goes back to the R- Wanda Robinson. Is he's the underneath guy when they're trailing and they're playing fast? Boom, 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 boom. In PPR leagues, I think you can do it. Um, Terrace Marshall, you list. Man, I'm not sure how many Panthers we can talk about in one podcast. We'll have to save that for another name uh, or another day. Greg Dolchich, I definitely did want to talk about. David Njoku is going to miss about a month of the season. We're looking for tight end twos, and I think that Greg Dolchich, like you said, uh, should be somebody that's must-rostered. Yeah, so this is a guy that just started uh, his first uh, game last week, now plays this week as well, uh, and he looks like he's going to be potentially a featured weapon in this offense, playing a lot of snaps. He's clearly the number one tight end. Albert O getting uh, back-to-back inactives because of this guy, so it clearly suggests that they are very high on him in terms of what he brings to the table, running a lot of routes. Uh, the route participation is good there as well, and he's getting targets. I mean, this is a guy that I definitely think has a lot of upside the rest of the way. We're still sort of, I think, trying to figure out exactly what his role is and how he's going to be use but uh we're talking about a guy here that i think is definitely going to get a nice stake out of that passing offense yeah i completely agree the most shocking thing on this entire column sosa what is this 
Rashad White, only 30% rostered. Right now, fix this. Don't even subscribe to the channel. I'm not going to tell you to like the video. Go pick up Rashad White. I can almost guarantee he's going to be headlining one of these columns coming up shortly. Uh, there's already some talk from the coaching staff with the Buccaneers that they're looking at some of the younger players and seeing uh, how much longer they can keep up with these old guys. That could be Leonard Fournette. That could easily be the left guard. That could be some defensive players. But right now, Leonard Fournette cannot run the ball. And Rashad White is clearly faster. So we'll see uh, with with the Buccaneers. They've been struggling on offense. If they need a kickstart, I wonder if they go with the explosive player. 30% is insulting. Uh, so, so, last <laughs> notes. Uh, that is all. Rashad White, go pick him up. They need a spark. Uh, you know, young, fast rookie. That's definitely something that could spark that offense. Yep. And three-down player at Arizona State can handle 250 touches over the course of the season. So, uh, for Sosa... Hayden Winks will be back tomorrow on the channel. Stats versus film, our favorite show of the week. We'll go team by team for the uh, for about an hour and a half, bringing up some film, bringing up my model. Check out Sosa's work on Underdog uh, Network, and make sure you're getting the notifications on Twitter at underdog underscore underscore NFL. We're the fastest out there. All right. Thanks, guys.